What got the tales from the abyss? The most unfiltered, uncut, unpretentious, the greatest celebration of freedom of speech in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Tell him, Jay. Folks, it's that time again. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Abyss. I am Jay Linderman, along with my co-host and good buddy, Mr. Padwell Rojo. Folks, we have an awesome episode tonight. We're going to look back to the past a little bit. As you remember in our last episode, we covered the brand new Kevin Smith Masters of the Universe Revelation, gave our thoughts and opinions. Hopefully we didn't get too much hate, but... Uh, Tonight's episode, we're going to stick with a Netflix show, and it's something that's become really popular in the past year. And with that, I'm going to pass it over to, to my buddy over there. Bro, why don't you tell the folks who, what we're talking about tonight? Well, first of all, the only hate mail was that I, believe it or not, that I call uh, a blues and rhythm and, and whatnot. I call CC Top a great American rock and roll band, and people said that that was blues and I don't know what else they said. That's the only thing that, that we got complained for last week. But nothing about the uh, Master Show. Nobody complained about the Master Show. The Master Show, I mean, now a lot of people are coming out now and saying that it was uh, a good series. I mean, the hate was just, it came to an end once people actually, I guess, they went and watched it twice, maybe? I don't know, man. I mean, stuff like that, it, it can happen in reverse as well. Like, it'll come out with great reviews, and then a year later, everybody hates it. So, <laughs> like, I mean, um, what was that movie? Uh, the Force Awakens, Star Wars. Everybody loved that movie when it came out, and then a year later, it was trash. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, I mean, you never know. It's like, like paying a certain amount of money for gas, and then you pay a whole lot of money for gas. That's right. So. So, well. If they loved it, they loved it. Yeah, love it or leave it. That's right. So, Jay, here's the problem tonight. Okay. What a great show this is. I'm talking about Cobra Kai. That is the subject tonight. Creator John Horwitz. He was behind the um, Harold and Kumar movies. Uh, yeah, wasn't he also behind one of the American Pie sequels? Yeah, he was behind one of the American Pie sequels. And, um, yeah, I think it was the reunion one. Anyway. Yeah, there was the reunion one. Yeah, I didn't like that one very much. But, <laughs> but the rest are like, uh, you know, modern day young people's classics. Oh, it's like a new Porky's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody grew up with them. Yeah. But, Jay, I came across this show years ago on the YouTube channel. And I yeah. came out raving about it and just telling everybody that would listen, what a great show. You have to you have to see this show. And um a lot of people just didn't care much for it. Didn't didn't and then Netflix took it over. Uh, and then it went nuclear. That thing just exploded because it's like an organic feeling, the creation of this show, when it comes to the nostalgia. It's like they actually tap into something more than just no nostalgia, the way that they have, that this show has come together. Absolutely, man. I mean, think about it. This show could have very well ended after season one because, <clears throat> I mean, with all the nostalgic things going on, uh, it very well could have just been a one and done, and that's it. Never hear of it again. But they created such great characters and stories, and you couldn't wait to see what happened. And for this to happen to, you know, Karate Kid characters, you know, which is a movie series I grew up with, mm -hmm. and 
you know, 35 years later, um, and to tell good stories and for it to be at, it's actually my favorite show right now. And for it to be that good, it's actually a pretty incredible feat. I mean, I have seen and, and read, heard, whatever, every single thing that Hollywood has damaged from the good shows in the 80s and the good movies, trying to remake them and retouch yeah. them. This is nothing more than a hit. This, they have absolutely gotten it right. And this just keeps getting better and better. It's one of those rare things because I've, I'm not a big fan of remakes. I'm really not. Um, I know when that trend started back in the mid to late 2000s, I, I couldn't stand it. And then they started remaking stuff that I love. They remade Halloween. They remade Texas Chainsaw. Even though Texas Chainsaw is really good. But uh, they remade a bunch of other stuff. And then they, you know, you hear about, the, how, how are they going to continue the karate kit? How are they going to try to remake this with to a new generation, you know, 35 years later? Well, they, they did a remake with, uh, with uh, um, one of Will Smith's yeah, Smith sons, and it wasn't a hit. I don't know if it was good or bad. I wasn't interested in it, but it wasn't. I saw it. You saw it? Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, um, I'm not going to say it was bad. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's okay. just not something that was memorable. It wasn't, okay. It wasn't a hit. That's all I know about it. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to put it down. I haven't seen it. Uh, I didn't care Jackie for it. Can. Jackie Chan was pretty good in it. I'll give him that. I, I even, I forgot all about Jackie Chan being in it. Just yeah. him being in it, it was worth watching, but. For some reason, I never. I've already had seen all the damage that that uh, Hollywood has done to my my favorite uh, TV shows and movie throughout the year. Bringing Miami Vice to the big screen that was a flop. The A Team, yeah. So I was already turned off by it, and I had I had no desire seeing it. But Ralph Macchio, as an adult, he has lived a very successful life. Even though the kick was illegal, was an illegal kick. With his, 100% illegal, by the yeah, way. Yeah. With his wife, uh, Amanda LaRusso, and their daughter, Samantha LaRusso, which is a stunner as a daughter that everybody thinks is a high school girl when she's really 25 years old. But uh, She's also really a freak. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, man. I mean, she dates everybody, every male character in the show. Oh well, that's in the show. That's on the show because they gotta, they gotta I mean, yeah. give her some spice, yeah. But everybody thinks she's a high school girl, and oh no, she's in her mid twenties, like you said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she can play a, a high school girl. She can actually play a high school girl. It's believable. Well, Ralph Macchio, I think, was in his early twenties when he played Daniel, who was supposed to be sixteen. Yeah, but he's got that face. Yeah, which she does too. Yeah, and then we have. Um, the, you know, the William Zapka, Johnny Lawrence. I and love Johnny Lawrence. I love me some Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence is, he told his wife, he said, he, he said she, he knew that she loved the monster truck when they went to, <laughs> to the monster truck. I knew you were not faking it, he said. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God, that was so well, he good. He tells everybody, you want to be badass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, how did you get inside the school? Remember when he broke into the school? Yeah, yeah, that's and He's right. like, I, I, went, I, I went to this school. I know every in and out of this school. 
Oh my God! Breaking the guy's window. You know what is so funny about it? I always give the most. I got the utmost respect for any male. Yeah, a female even more if they can drink that Coors beer. Ah, uh, the banquet. The banquet, because that thing is like a an anvil for my uh for my stomach, man. I was at a Hilton party years ago, and they had that thing. And I was like, there is no way that I can drink more than one of the things. Um, I've had Coors out of a can, never like the little pony bottles that Johnny drinks. I'm pretty sure it's still the same concoction inside. I mean, right. I, I got a lot of respect for people that can drink that. Well, you know, back in the day, Coors beer was not sold in, you know, in the eastern part of the United States. It was only, only in the West? Yeah, uh, that, you know the movie Smokey and the Bandit, right? Yeah. That movie came about because Hal Needham, I've, I've known this story for years, Hal Needham, who's the director of Smokey and the Bandit, was working on a movie in Georgia but had his Hollywood production company send him Coors Beer, like ship it. Okay. Because they couldn't get it. Well, Hal Needham said all of a sudden all of his beer kept disappearing. Finally, one day he caught one of the maids, and the maids explained they don't sell this here. We can't get it. And once they bring it over state lines, it's called boot- bootlegging, which is the yeah. basis of Smokey and the Bandit. Okay, yeah, I remember because they did a, a the, one of the movies was with them and the uh, and the truck carrying the beer. Yeah, right. and another That's one was with beer. the with the soup. Yep, I mean they uh. They're carrying it, which at the time, like I was saying, was considered illegal because he was taking booze over state lines. Wow, I never knew that. You want to yeah, know what my first my first story was with uh with Coors beer? What's that? When they were trying to bring it to the East Coast many many moons ago, I guess that's when they try to bring it to the East Coast because that's when I first came across it. Um, I wasn't in twenty one, and I was uh going to a concert, and they were had representatives of them like real hot girls outside giving them away to people that were of age and i i don't know why but i kept saying that i was of age and they gave me one nice i don't want to put that company down <laughs> i mean they should they should make a better researcher actually demand their hot chicks to check id because <laughs> i sure <laughs> ended up <laughs> yeah i sure ended up with one but it was a coors light it wasn't that uh, abomination of a beer that i ooh, i fear Johnny Lawrence takes him down like a champ. Man, he takes him down, and then he goes to the parking lot, and he beat up people. He beats people up, breaking their 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 uh, window. That was hilarious. That first little fight he gets to, he gets into in the first episode. He goes to do a kick, and he pulls his groin. <laughs> oh, when he yeah yeah, because yeah, he's he's a little bit out of shape, man. He's not living yeah. a very healthy life. No, not all. I mean, he's like a you know higher handyman. You know, for hire to mm-hmm. do whatever, and then uh, you know, living in a crummy apartment is where we first see him. Yep, and then yeah. he he starts hitting on uh, Miguel Diaz, a mom. Yeah, uh, Carmen. Yeah. Yep, and he develops. Yeah. Uh, he takes a uh, fragile Eli Hawk and turns him Eli, and he turns him into Hawk. Yeah, man, that guy. <laughs> He was probably the douchebag of the show. You know yeah, I mean? he yeah, he's gotten to be the 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 the, the, the like like the real despicable person. Yeah, I mean, I thought when he came out with that mohawk and that big you know tattoo on his back, I remember thinking 
the hell are they doing? But then the character itself became as popular as anybody as anybody else. And then, you know, you know, towards the end of season three, you start to see a change. Yeah. And I, and Aisha Robinson, mm-hmm. I don't even know what she's doing with them. She's not in season three at all. Yeah. I, I've so far, I, I miss her when I watch season three because she's like the most decent of all the Cobra Kai's. Yeah. I don't know the story behind that. Maybe I mean, she had never... to go to college or something. Cause she's a legitimate young, young lady. Right. I mean, she definitely, uh, not to my knowledge, never got fired or anything. There had to been something there. But. No, it's probably sometimes when they're that young and they got to go to college. I mean, those kids are usually to reach that high up in their career. They they got right. good grades and stuff, and that's what happens sometimes when you see actors that disappear for a while. They actually go to Ivy League schools. Oh, I know. And, I mean, that definitely could happen. I, I hope she comes back for season four. Yeah, because you need a lot of the regulars to see them again. Yeah. I mean, I think they're expecting to release season four uh, sometime at the end of this year. So yeah, it's coming. Like last year, the season three was released on Jan- no, this year it was released on January the first. Yeah, it was. It was released January of this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another one of my favorites in the Cobra Kai gang is Raymond, aka Stingray. <laughs> Stingray, that guy. I like him. I like him. You know what he. <laughs> he invites himself to this party. He shows up with this with the girl, and she doesn't even know why they're going to a party full of minors. And he's got he's got a forty ounce bottle of beer taped to each hand, <laughs> so so he can't open anything when the cops. Show oh him. my god! And the police the police is busted into the place, and he cannot even open a door. Yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, he wasn't in season three either, so, I mean... No, he's probably in jail for, for perversion of a minor. Yeah, could be. So, character development. Sure. We have uh, Ralph Macchio. Of course, he had a, a, a distinctive lifestyle. He was a man who did things by the book, except for the kick that was illegal. Completely. But his life went in an uphill... To success, he has a beautiful wife, the good daughter. They live in a good house. They got a successful car dealership business. Yeah, I mean, it's Daniel did well for himself, you know, in the last 35 years. You know, I mean, last before the first episode of Cobra Kai, the last time we saw Daniel was that shitty Karate Kid 3. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When he was getting his ass whooped. Getting it whooped, son, to the mat. <laughs> yeah, that was the last time that we saw him. That's, and then he had one lucky punch in part three, and that's the last time we saw him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you no, know? that was against Mike Barnes. That's the guy's name. Yeah, and then... But, uh, and then we see him now kind of wilted in. He's like living the life that he wished he had when he was younger. Yeah, he actually achieved his dreams. Yeah, I mean, grew up kind of, uh, you know, in a... Not exactly poor, but kind of low-income family in Jersey. They come out to to Cali with his mom and try to set a better life for themselves. So he didn't have a whole lot. So seeing him as an adult, he's he's got a beautiful house with a big ass pool. I mean, he's living the dream, man. He's living the dream, and he even takes um Robbie Keane. He takes him in to help him out. Who is actually Johnny Lawrence's son? 
Yeah, and I, I guess uh, his mom, which is a mess, she is a total mess. Last time yeah, I saw her on the show, she was in rehab. Yeah, uh, the first season, you get, she's, uh, she's a manhunter, you know what I mean? She's uh-huh. out there, yeah. you know, hopping, yeah. whatever, so, but, uh, you know, not, not exactly mom of the year. And I never, I never figure it out, but I guess that's the reason why she never gave him uh, the Lawrence last name. Probably. I mean, they, it was clear that, you know, they never had a relationship. Yeah, it was just a one-night stand. Yeah, that, that and then, as we later find out, I mean, Johnny never had a relationship with his son either, so mm-hmm. there's a lot going on there, man. There's a lot of a lot of drama here on, in Cobra Kai, yeah? It's like, like, they flirt with Campy, but they remind you on every episode that this is not just a Campy show. Uh, oh, I know it, and I'd like to point out the end fight of season two in the school was epic. Oh yeah, it was. It was, yeah. and it was so well done with the way they did it with the news, and then the leftists singing "Kumbaya, Kumbaya" to make everybody calm down. That was the. Yeah, that's how oh, it would happen God. back in the day. I mean, that was probably one of the more well choreographed martial arts scene I've seen in a while. Yeah, that was. I mean, it good. was very well done. It was it was excellent until 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 it ended with that kid breaking his uh yeah broke break, his back broke his back and and Johnny brought him back to life man by never giving up on him yeah this beginning of season three we you know he helps uh, Miguel after some coaxing you know how to talk him into it a little bit but yep. after after that you know help him get back on his feet which he does. How about the old man that gave the money for the uh, for the operation? Um, the old bitter man who's wealthy as can be, and he's always sitting there having breakfast or lunch or dinner or whatever. Uh, Johnny's Johnny's stepdad. That's Johnny's stepdad, right? Yeah. Boy, yeah. He can't stand old Johnny. No, I mean, that, that, you're talking about a crusty old man. Man, he's a mean old bastard. He lo- <laughs> <laughs> he loves uh he loves it when Johnny comes and and uh. Tries to, to get money. Even when he was bringing him back the money, he was uh, talking talking dirt to him. Yeah, throwing you know throwing trash in his face, putting dirt in his eye. You know, he's despicable. Yeah, but he, you know, at the same time, Johnny's eventually started using that money for good. I mean, he used money in the first season he got from him to start Cobra Kai. So, uh-huh. which you know, the whole first season is really about Johnny. The whole first season is just about Johnny's development because he's really the the big star of the show. If we have seen him develop and we see his struggles, because Johnny is the guy that everybody can relate to, because Johnny oh, yeah. is the up and down guy, but he's always a fighter. He's always giving up. Yep. He, I mean, he never gives up. He just keeps on going, and you see him how he even dreams sometimes of better times, and then he wakes up in that crappy bed in that small room. Because I mean, you know, in the films, I mean, and there was mainly the first movie. Johnny, you know, he grew up in a well-to-do family and lived in the hills and was a member of a country club. Yeah, yeah. So while Daniel, while you know, he was in high school, was uh, being bullied by the Cobra Kai, Johnny and his buddies, and didn't wasn't well-to-do. Was kind of had a having to scrape by on his own with his mom working so much. So. And now the roles have completely flipped. Completely flipped. 
completely. I mean, so, good. who says karma isn't a bitch? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny is uh Johnny is the uh the Johnny's got a good heart, a good 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 soul in there. He was just oh, yeah. he was he's just influenced. Yeah, he was just influenced by the wrong person, who in this case is Sensei, played by Martin Cove, uh, John Kreese. You know what I found out about Martin Cove? Yeah. I did a little bit of, you know, looking around the other night, and, because uh, I knew we were going to be talking about this this week, and I was, you know, looking around online. You know, at one point in the around 86, 87 range in Hollywood, they were actually going to try to make him one of those 80s action heroes, like a Stallone or Schwarzenegger or something. Yeah, yeah, because he was in Rambo, part two. Yeah, yeah apparently he did a movie called Steel Justice, which, you know, it, it sounds 80s. <laughs> yeah, that's 80s. Yeah, I mean, the guy's name is John Steele, and the tagline something like, you know, he is justice or something like that. But <laughs> I mean, something, something shitty. But, I like, would watch it. Well, I've been trying to find it. I can't find it. Uh, probably hard to find, man. Maybe movies like that. Who okay, knows who I, got the I rights mean, to them now? If I have a way to watch Brian Bosworth and Stone Cold, I should be able to watch Steel Justice. I know I'm going to be looking for it now. Yeah, I mean, I. Even in Wikipedia, I tried to find it in Wikipedia, and it was like one little paragraph. It's probably that. It's probably that they have they they don't know who owns it, the rights or something. So everybody's like scared of putting it out there until they can figure out whatever dispute they got with that thing. It's one of those things. You show up in court, you pay five or fifteen dollars for a stamp, and then you get the rights to publish it. Oh yeah, <laughs> because it's they so, do that all the time. It's so they crappy. do that all the time with the the original Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, but he is a, um, in real life, I mean, you know, he was somebody who, they he was wasting his time in a, in a cafeteria or a, or a malt shop, as they called them back in those days. Yeah. Serving a bunch of assholes that even picked on him once. And next thing you know, he goes into the army. And yep. he goes into this guy who was a total badass who took him under his wing to form this special... Uh, special forces unit that is going to go out there with no regulations and all on their own and, and kick some ass. And they did just that. And they did just that, but they got trapped. Yeah, they got taken prisoner. And he didn't flinch. Not one bit, man. No. John Kreese, he's that man's man, especially during that time in the Vietnam War. I mean, he's yeah, he was put in some very awkward situations for sure. And he's another character that you have to understand and really dig deep because the average Joe will say, hey, you know, he's an asshole. But then you have to look at what he did and the sacrifice for this country. And everything that he did was what turned him into that. Like maybe he's mentally affected and, and he's not all up there. He's never known a world of caring and love or understanding or, or not being tough. That's true. That's all That's he's ever known. That's a that's a very good observation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, PTSD is is a it's real. It's real, man. Trust me, it's real. It's like and, that man told me that one time when I was working a fundraiser with him, he said we got a great plan to send them to war, but we have a terrible plan to receive them. And this man was a an ex uh military man, a veteran, and and well, that always that always stuck to me because I uh, I used to be I, working in the catering business, and I uh. 
I work for those pharmaceutical reps delivering food, the food that they order. And when I walk into that BA, man, that was sad that they had them people waiting in there for hours. Well, I'm here to tell you, I've a vet myself, and it's real. So, I think mean, so for John Kreese to, you know, um, that could be the issue. And, and you know what? Great observation, man, because I kind of thought the same thing. I went back and rewatched all three seasons with my daughter a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. And when I went through that second viewing, and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I wonder if Kreese just took too much crap and he snapped. And he snaps. And, you know, we're living in an era where this is going to be a more common thing. It's like when we talked about uh, Johnny Ringo and real history of the West shooting himself. And he had already told a bunch of people that one that one of those days he was going to shoot himself. But nobody could take him seriously. And maybe he had mental issues. But back then they couldn't they couldn't uh, comprehend any of that. And they would probably make fun of him if he came and told them that he was having some kind of depression. Right, And we live in a world in which that is not very acceptable, but now it's starting to become something more open because now we're having a better understanding that human beings have this thing that is called mental illness running around and it's a real thing and it's affecting more people than what people think. Absolutely. I agree with you. So now, so now we're starting to be more, more open to the idea that humans may not including myself we may have some mood swings and we may have some things and unfortunately at times we don't shine as bright as others in john crease's case the damage that was done to him emotionally and psychologically has him on an eternal state of mind in which he knows no other no other way to express himself or to act so we don't know what's going to happen with him in this show if they're going to turn him around and well, you know, season four, they are bringing back the only good guy, the only good character from Friday Kid Part Three, Terry Silver. Is coming back. Yes, that's He's what that's what back. you had told me. Uh huh. Yeah, and they got a teaser trailer up for it. I saw it on YouTube not too long ago. But uh, I'm excited about it, man. I want to see what you know. He's gonna have Crease do or Crease tells him. You know what I mean? So. Because uh, if you remember back in part three, you know, Crease lose the silver, and it's basically like I quit. I can't. I can't do it. My students have left me. I, you know, mm-hmm. back rent, back payments, and whatnot. And then Terry Silver, who happens to be a very, very rich man, basically tells him, "You saved my ass in Vietnam. I'm sending you to Tahiti. You don't worry about nothing." <laughs> yeah. You don't worry about a damn thing, my friend. You go get your back rubs and your umbrella drinks. I'm going to take care of this kid and his teacher, and I'm bringing your students back. <laughs> so I can only imagine what they got coming up with in uh, season four. With his endless pockets. Oh, God. Ted Turner money, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be, that's going to be very interesting. That is definitely going to be very interesting how they they tie all this thing up. Another character that caught my eye is the preacher, who's an ex-Cobra Kai. Yes. Because he whips the shit out of Johnny Lawrence in church in the middle of church. Oh, I know. Right in the middle of it. Big time. (laughs) Remind me, you know, a lot of those old churches in the South, they always got somebody, whoever's in the back of the church, Mm -hmm. be very careful because that one is the one that's carrying a gun. 
some of them old southern churches they don't play around i used to i used to work at a private club and i i talked to this old man all the time and he's like my eyes ain't what they used to be but at church i got to sit in the back because i'm the one that sits with a gun and i was like you bring a gun to church and he said yeah most old churches in the south a lot of you get an old man to sit in the back with a gun in case some wacko decides that they're going to open fire and break in there and hurt us that is that is true and crazy. I know. I love that is true, especially those little small town southern churches. You yeah, know? some people yeah. are packing in there, bro. Yeah, man, they don't. They don't they play. They don't play. They, they don't. love those some Jesus. That yeah, sure. they love some Jesus, and you better not interrupt them with something, you know, dumb. <laughs> let alone some violence. Right. You know, talking about characters, real quick. You know, I I've really really enjoyed uh miguel the character miguel um who's one of the main stars of the show because they have know how to channel him real well from from right. yeah from one moment you can dislike him to now you like him to now he's becoming more like johnny like he's got an edge to him but he's got so he's also got a good heart yeah i mean he kind of went as a kid being picked on to being a kid that's a badass Mm-hmm. Uh, is now known as being a badass, so he flaunts it a little bit, and then something happens, and and now he's changed his mind, and like you said, he's starting to become like his sensei. So, but the character to me is just very well written. Um, it couldn't be any better. It fits right into the story. So yeah, Miguel is excellent, and uh, I know you mentioned Mary Mauser earlier, who plays uh, Samantha Larusso. And yep. how she's like, you know, 30-something or whatever it was. No, 25, 25. Yeah. 25. <laughs> but um, her character is actually really kind of complex, too. Yeah. So, I mean, she's got a lot going on in this show. <laughs> and another character that I really enjoy is Gianni DeZenzo, played by, the, he, he is Dimitri in the show. He may be a nerd, but let me tell you that he has developed into a uh, a badass. He's got the hot chick that's giving her, her her back and forth like she she really wants him, but she's holding back in front of everybody. And he's like oh, yeah. coming to terms with the fact that he's a suave nerd who can whip the shit out of most people. He put Hawk right through that uh, trophy case. Yeah, but in the season three, they become buddies again. So. Yeah, yeah, because they both they both get along. I mean, Dimitri's a good guy. He just he was being picked on, and he already developed some martial arts skills, and he's tall and lanky. Right. He can do some damage. Oh yeah, Dimitri's a cool character. I mean, there's a lot of cool characters. I mean, um, I, going back to John Kreese, I love Martin Cove playing Kreese again. You know, I thought mm-hmm. he was great. Totally spot on. I mean, that's exactly where I would ever picture Chris being, at, you know, older. So, um, God, who else is in there? There was, there's been a lot of characters, man. Uh, they even, I mean, they bring back people. They brought back Daniel's mother. They brought her back, and they brought back all them uh, people that, that, yeah, and all the Japanese. Yeah, um, they brought back uh, Kumiko and Chosen from Part Two. Yeah, because they he went and visited them in Okinawa. That was a pretty cool little couple episodes there when yeah, he goes back. When he was back trying to get that deal with Toyota. Yeah, that was those three episodes in season three when Daniel goes back to Okinawa brought back a lot of memories. Yeah, I really enjoyed that because he was sitting there drinking and 
Then the TV, he said this commercial, and he head up to Okinawa, up to the yep. races he goes. And then he's sitting there talking to his, his former love, and then wants in the guy that fought him to the death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they make peace with each other. Yeah, which is cool. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, he gave him a, a little, uh, a little uh, note to keep for his records, oh, and yeah, for his memories. Some uh, Miyagi Do stuff, yeah. Yeah, and uh, another thing that we should go back and, and discuss is, uh, and this is from season three when they canceled the uh, Old Valley tournament, mm -hmm. is how good Kreese is at playing a psychopath. Cause He's a, psych a job. Yeah, because a psychopath can actually, he is so damaged in his head that he can actually just try to pl play the role of some sympathetic person, even though he's up to no good. When he's talking to the council, it, it is, it, it's great to me because he's he almost says it with a little smirk, like yeah. I'm trying to screw you over. <laughs> and he does the one thing that most <laughs> that most like legitimate heroes never do. They never play up to their title, <laughs> rank, or anything. But yeah. he does. <laughs> he introduces himself to the point where they know that he's so evil that they actually go crazy interrupting him and they are the ones that come across as wackos. Oh, I know. That's great. That's it is. Great that was that was a great scene. scene. I'm telling the acting in this show has been superb. Like they have they were not they were not just thinking about nostalgia. They these people actually wanted to build something and they have. Oh, oh yeah, you're you're talking about uh former characters coming back. One of my favorite episodes of the three seasons is in uh Season two, when Johnny meets up with his old Cobra Kai buddies. When they, they remove their friend that is dying of cancer, and they take mm -hmm. him for one last beer and one last ride on a motorcycle. Yeah, and then they get into a fight in the bar. Yeah, and he dies in the woods. Right. Unfortunately, the actor who the actor died as well shortly after that. Oh, so he was, he was legitimately sick. Yeah, he was really sick. Oh, wow. Sure was. I got to see his old Cobra Kai buddies, Tommy and Bobby. Uh huh. I thought that was awesome because I thought Tommy and Bobby were dickheads too in their originals. So. Oh no, they <laughs> were. They were all. <laughs> they were all a bunch of pricks. I mean, there's yeah. no way to look at them with any kind of sympathy. And I also really liked the episode towards the end of the first season where Daniel and Johnny wind up in a bar together, and they are talking about Allie. Who was, you know, played by Elizabeth Shue. She also returned, by the way, in season three. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, she did. Uh, she did. Beautiful woman. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hasn't, she looks exactly the same. The same, the same. But, uh, you know, so they have this bar chat about Allie and what she's up to. And it was really a cool scene for me because, you know, before Cobra Kai, you know, your memory of Johnny and Daniel is. Johnny picking on Daniel, Daniel kicks him in the face illegally, and uh, you know rides off into the sunset. Yep. So now we see them together, thirty-five, forty years later, and they're talking about everything. And you see them start; they, just, they start getting along. So I thought that was really cool. That's always been one of my favorite. Episodes. One of the first, the first times that they bonded on the show was when they were at the. Uh... At the Mexican restaurant, and they united the tables at the request of both yeah. of their their significant others, or yeah. their 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 love interest and the wife. And uh, the lady brought out the food with uh with sour cream, 
And they yeah. were both arguing about, yeah, you should write it down. You should write it. They were like, see, see, and they they started to bond. <laughs> and then yeah, the, that was that was that was a good one too. That was the first time that they legitimately bonded. Right, right, and that's the scene where they're. I love this line. They're leaving the restaurant, and at the time, Johnny was driving that black. Um, was it a Challenger or a Charger? Charger. And I think he it is. painted it black and put the Cobra Kai emblems on it. Yep. And they pull it up, and Daniel looks at it and goes, and why are you driving that? He looks at him as serious as he could be and goes, because it's badass. <laughs> yeah, but that's the one that he got because uh, his brother, yep. Daniel's brother, destroy okay. his destroy his car. Yeah, so Daniel gave him one, and then Johnny gets it and paints it like Cobra Kai. Yeah, like Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! I was that was uh, I mean this is uh, this is some good writing. The writers in this show are also awesome, man. I love how detailed they are. The writers, um, they make a lot of references to the old movies, you know. Yeah, but they do it. They do it good. But and sometimes they just throw stuff in there, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I remember that. Yep. And like there was a scene in season three where Kyler, the douchebag Asian-looking guy. For Cobra Kai, um, he's vicious. Yeah, man, he's 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 gonna be tough, man, for real. Yeah. But uh, he makes a comment of who wants a warm beer? Because you remember in the first movie, one of the Cobra Kai's said that with you know they're on their little motorbikes and stuff, mm -hmm. and somebody goes, "Hey, who wants a warm beer?" So they kind of throw in little things like that from the movies yeah 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 the, the way that they have tapped back into it but like i said the way that they have tapped back into it and still not get it into a, a corny or repetitive or or just they do it so well the writers the way that they tie it up that that i mean it's it's just impressive the, the, the show i've really raved about this show from the first episode that i've seen i just can't stop praising the the work that they have done in Now, of the three seasons, do you have a favorite one? So far, I would say it would be two. Season two. Two is my favorite as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Season two. I thought there was great development and characters and everything. So. Yeah, because one, one is is good, is awesome. It's just, it's just like, like we they're 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 giving us all this background and all this information on Johnny, and by a few episodes, we're already pulling for him. Yeah, you want to see him do good. Season two was the season where we get a little bit more of Daniel. Uh-huh. And uh, we get some new characters in season two, like Tori, the badass chick in Cobra Kai. The badass chick. She is badass. I wouldn't want to face her. I'm not even joking. No, the only the only fight that she had legitimate loss was the doing the shots in the in the party. Yeah, it's yeah, the end of season two. Yeah, she lost the little drunk balance that's season. the only thing that he she's lost that is the only But thing that, other than that she can fight for sure. yeah and i think now she's gonna hook up with uh robbie uh, might as well man i mean i can see it coming it's a vicious circle <laughs> it's just going all around these characters that's like they're gonna be like 90210 oh god be like dynasty <laughs> <laughs> jesus Joan Collins is dating everybody, you know? <laughs> Legitimately, how, how how long do you think they'll take this show? You know, I hope they do, I want to say five and that's it. 
because they usually run the real hits like this. And they, this is, I, I mean, I've seen some episodes that are 27 minutes. I've seen some episodes that are 40 minutes. I think their season finales are always like 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, the show, the episodes themselves are a lot of times only a half an hour, if, you know, maybe a yeah. little bit over. Because so, most of the time, is we're talking seven seasons on a lot of the hits like this. Yeah, but I just, I like the show so much, I don't want to see it go stale. Same here. I like for you them to go I mean? out with a bang. I mean, if you're going to end it, let's end it before things get stupid. Because go back into TV show history and how many great shows there were, but then the last two seasons were just plain crap. Plain crap. That's why I tell everybody I love Banshee and The Shield because they went out with a bang. Right. That's that's great. You know, like I, I used to be a big fan of the show Twenty Four, but after season five, you're like, I mean, how I many lives does this dude have? <laughs> that's what, it, and the, and the, the problem was that that's what everybody started saying. Yeah, and then I mean, they tried their best to kill him off and bring him back and have Jack Bauer do this and. Uh, I remember in 24, season 5 was really good, but then after that, it was just done. I mean, to, it was just my opinion, but it, to me, it was done after that. And I don't want, I don't want to see Cobra Kai fall into that, to that fold. Yeah, to be like Thompson, like now where they start bringing a, creating a bunch of new characters and taking them out and creating them like that, like, you know, like they call feeling, like just feeling... <laughs> I think I think a lot of us were. It's just I I got to a point with that show. I was like, I mean, we're we're starting to see the same stuff over and over. And there were little instances or moments that kind of liven things up again. But then within you know a couple episodes, the mood was back down. So yeah, the 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 fight with the whispers towards the end was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Good when they call. were in the cemetery. Is the one I'm talking about that they were getting decimated. Yep, and I don't want to see Cobra Kai do that. And here's the thing, though: another Netflix series that had been popular, Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, the first season of that show was really good. Really I good. Care, I didn't care too much for the second season, and I never watched the third season. So. Um, well, that's that's the same way that I am with that show. Yeah. I haven't uh, seen the third season. season. Second season, I was pumped up for it. I got halfway through it. I was like, this isn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened with it. If they changed writers because it became a hit and they were not willing to. I don't know what happened. I would have to check the boys, it. The boys grew up. Well, they definitely grew up. They're, by now, they're probably like like adults. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know they're supposed to be doing a season four. But yeah, they are. It's going to be released soon. Yeah. But I don't know. But I, like I said... We're getting ready to start season four. I hope they do one more after four, and then let's just end on the high note, boys, and you know, right in that sunset. Send them, send them to, uh, send them, send the kids to college and call it a day. Right, man. Let's let's give them a John Wayne ending. You know. Yeah, that way, if the kids are like ten years from now, if they're adults again, and you want to bring the show back with a different, uh, with a different vibe, and as them as adults, at least you built something with them. We can go back to who they were as children and bring them back. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the show's just that very well written. Um, and the one thing I've always liked about Cobra Kai is 
it brought attention back to the original series, to the original set of movies. To the original set of movies, yes. Because a uh, whole lot of people I mean, never like seen Like I said, I, I grew up with those movies, man. To this day, I remember my dad taking me to see Karate Kid Part 2 and 3 in the movie theaters. Yeah, because Part 1, I saw it in a VHS. Oh, my God. Uh, I didn't see that in the theater, but I have an older sister. Um, she is about six years older than me. Uh-huh. And so she was, you know, high schoolish around the time all that came out. And uh, I remember she went to see it with a, the original one with her friends and came back raving about it. And so I remember, you know, back then, you know, Credit Kid, Credit Kid came out in 1984. Yeah. This was right around the time when the VCR and VHS, they, they really started getting big. So and back then, it took a year from movies to get on VHS from the movie theaters. So I had to wait a full year to watch this movie. <laughs> to watch, <laughs> to watch the original. And it was such a hit in society and stuff, Jay. Like I, yeah. I was 10 years old then, but I remember like when I was 11 in part two or 12 when part two came out. Like, I remember going to part two, plain as day. And Yeah, but Jay, I'm talking about in society in general, shit that you can't do right now because people definitely think no. that it's racist as can be. But no, people, people, would, people would ask Asian people to teach them martial arts because they already perceived that everybody that was Asian was like Mr. Miyagi. Dude, to, to call our civilization now sensitive is an understatement. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Cleveland Indians who have been in operation for like 80 years have to change their name. Oh my god, and that is a crappy logo what they have. The new one? Yeah, it looks yeah. like the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, yeah. I cannot yeah. go into details right now on who's doing me and Jay's logo until until Well, I can say that it's a talented young female. That I, uh, and I'm very proud that we hire a a female to do the okay. uh, to do the logo. Because okay. uh, and a young and a young talented female. But prior to getting her and me running the logo to Jay and Jay saying that the logo was acceptable by his standards and that he liked it, at least not the logo, but the idea. Right. And then I went shopping for it and they have sent me some shit that I'm pretty sure that that was the, uh, that was the same people that are doing the logo for the, uh, for the Cleveland Indians or the Cleveland baseball team, whatever the hell was supposed to be called. Cleveland Guardians. For the Cleveland Guardians that at one point were the Cleveland Indians in the United States of America. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, Jay, the best thing that we did was hire this young, energetic female that eventually she's got a lot of work, but she's going to produce a logo for us that we're going to be proud of because the people that we we're negotiating with before her. Oh, boy, there's no way. Yeah, there's. I can send you the uh, the photos that I got on my phone because I snapped. I, I took a, a photo of of the logos that they sent me, and then they had the audacity to ask me what was wrong. Lord have mercy. I'll tell you what's wrong. I'll pull out a gun on you. <laughs> you took money from me and gave me this shit. Your artist work looks like hell, and I'm not using it. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, man. you're right. That Cleveland Guardians logo. Is, I mean, it looks like a G with wings. It's weird looking. I don't Jay, know. it looks like some graffiti nonsense that we would do back in the day we we briefly covered this on we did a sports moms and brew show this past right? week and we, uh, we briefly covered that and we were all just like dumbfounded 
Man, it's it's just an unreal how they can do that. It sounds like a baseball team owned by Marvel Studios is what it sounds like to me. Oh my god, it's the woke of baseball. Oh. But I mean that's just proof, yeah, you're right about part two. I mean, that's just how sensitive things have become and yeah. and sometimes for the best and sometimes not. It just yeah, depends. That's- that's that's pretty much what it is. Some things are are acceptable that they should be that way, and some things are just an exaggeration. And it's like well, the it's mostly from the uh, weird uh, people that are trying to be. Well, let's be honest. It's mainly from the exaggerated white liberals that that have no common sense. Oh, I know. And they they are very judgmental on everybody, and they themselves come across as hypocrites with some of the stupid shit that they come up with. And this logo is one of them. I think it's funny when I'm watching TV and somebody calls it like, uh, uh, who's the name from the, uh, the, the, the Fox, uh, Fox, uh, NFL Sundays, uh, Terry Brashak. He called uh, the, uh, yeah, Brashaw. <laughs> he called, uh, he called the Washington Redskins and then he had to go and apologize. Oh, I know. They don't even have a name yet. They're still the Washington football team. Washington, but by accident, he called them the Washington Redskins because he's played well, them before and he's He's Jenna's he's been he that's what he's called him for for 50 some years of his life. Well, you know, I am a big you know, I, I live in the area. I'm a huge Braves fan. Oh, they're next. Atlanta Braves. They're and next. I took, you know, my son to the game a couple weeks ago and um they they don't even do the tomahawk chop anymore. Oh, you can't do it yet because it's racist. Well, what they do is they play the little dun, 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 like the drum beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't do the chant in the background. And you know that the reason why that came came about, um, it was to honor the Native Americans because they are perceived as some great warriors of the land. Right. Yeah, it was never done to demean them. No, but no, but some little pissant with the St. Louis Cardinals, one guy in the 35 years we've been using that chant complains, mm. and it gets out. Now, everything is just terrible. And it was it was exciting and intimidating back when you guys did that in the middle '90s when you guys were red hot. Oh, dude! Like even like as of recently, because the Rays have been pretty good the past two or three years, and they had this thing now in the stadium where when they get ready to do the tomahawk chop, they would turn down the lights and everybody would pull up the light on their phone and they they would do the tomahawk chop with the light. Wow! And that's and it that's looked not- awesome. And it's, it's no longer allowed. And it's no longer there. Like I said, some some dude out with the St. Louis Cardinals at the time said it offended him. Wow. Yeah. I, the, know, I forgot the guy's name. I don't even want to know the guy's name because I'm still pissed off at you it. You know, the Seminoles, the Seminoles, they said, do not bring that here. And they have st- stood their ground. Oh, the Braves did too. They were catching heat. And uh-huh. um, when all this stuff first started, the Braves sent... The, the organization sent out letters to their fans and season ticket holders and everybody's basically saying we're not changing our name. So <laughs> I don't know how long is that's going to stand, but I, I don't know who was pushing the buttons to the Cleveland Indians and Washington Redskins. But oh no, the Redskins have been they have been attacked by ESPN which is powerful enough because they cover sports 24-7. They have been attacked by newspapers. And uh, Snyder has has held his ground in there. And unfortunately, at at some point, you know, the man is a 
multi multi-millionaire gigantic businessman and you start going in all these circles with all the rich people and you start feeling uncomfortable because everybody's running around scared that they may perceive as a racist and you know he had to finally he gave he cave in he said the hell with it it's not worth it yeah don't be surprised I if mean, he sells the team I mean, I, but you know back to our original point i guess was that just shows you how our world has changed yeah. yeah. Between now and Karate Kid 2. Because there's, you know, like you said, there's no way in hell they'd make a movie like that now. No hell way. no. Hell yeah. no. You think you're going to bring out a, just because the guy is Asian, he's supposed to be a badass in martial arts that can teach you something? And Mr. Miyagi was teaching him lessons in life. Oh, well, but that's the main point. Yeah, really. how to be responsible and stuff. Be a man. Yeah, while John, John Kreese was showing them how to <laughs> <laughs> totally just. John Kreese is like, I'm about to rip your heart out and eat it. Yeah, and don't stop. Don't stop. When that kid is just, there's blood. They didn't even show you whatever he did to that kid in the floor because that was so disgusting, probably, what he did turning him up. Oh, no. No, that's, that's definitely, I mean, this, there's so much so much to learn in this in this Cobra Kai and this old school Karate Kids movies. That, well, real quick, you know, the end of season, towards the end of season three, Johnny and Miguel have left Cobra Kai. So yes. They start their own dojo and they call it Eagle Thing Karate. <laughs> yeah, with a, and they the kid remind him that eagles don't have fangs. Yeah, he tells him to shut up. Yeah, he tells him to shut up. <laughs> he didn't want to hear that in Johnny's what you, world. What do you think about that name? I thought it was odd, but you know what? Towards towards the end of that season, I was already thinking about buying me a shirt if they got it in Target. Oh, I'd get one. Yeah, I would get that shirt in a heartbeat. They probably have it somewhere. Huh? I'm sure they have them somewhere. Somewhere, but I usually get them in Target because I can only wear a certain... I've learned in the South to wear a certain material, and I know that it's hard because I go to a lot of concerts. Mm -hmm. And uh, those Target shirts, man, the ones that are like... I got one that is marbles. I got a teenage... The the material that they make them is so thin and so good. Well, I tell you what, if they got Eagle Fang on, I'll give it a shot, man. Like we said at the beginning of this show, we love us some Johnny Lawrence. We love us some Johnny Lawrence. And speaking of concerts, concerts are back. One of my favorite bands in Germany posted a photo Saturday night letting everybody know that it was exciting to be back on stage. Their name is Sodom. Okay. They had that great album many years ago, Agent Orange. Okay, Uh, I do remember that. Yeah, Trash Metal Band. And also that I don't know if we forgot... Or I forgot because I was the one bringing up random stuff. And, you know, um, a great drummer passed away last week by the name of Joey Jordanson. He was the original drummer of Slipknot. And I have no idea if he died the same day that a hill died from CC Top that I forgot to bring that up. But he will be uh, he will be remembered forever. He was one of a kind. Oh, man. Hell of a, I mean, I was, never, I was never a big Slipknot fan. But, no. Uh, He's, a, he's one hell of a drummer, without a doubt. I was one. I mean, they, they came into the scene. They were Those guys are great musicians. Whatever happened that they all win, uh, some of them went separate ways. You know, it happens when you get that big, but it's a shame that the guy passed away. Well, um, May he rest you know, in the, peace. the power metal band Halloween just came out with a new album. And I've listened to every single, uh, every single song on that album. Yeah, they they bring back they bring back original members, man. That was yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, that's oh man. And then um, I did get tickets to go see Dream Theater. They're coming over here. 
Yeah, they're coming to Atlanta in December. Yeah, I don't know, man. I got to go to a concert soon. I mean, next week I'm going to go see the WWE. And How about one of our uh, favorites in the WWE release, Bray Wyatt? They released Ric Flair today, too. Well, he has to be released. Oh, I know, but still yeah. he's released. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. be in AEW next week. Don't be surprised. Yeah, don't be surprised if his daughter follows. Yeah. I don't know. Charlotte Charlotte's a mainstay. He, she might be, but, but she she's also okay, made a lot honest. of money. Huh? I'm gonna be honest. I love me some wrestling. Wrestling's a big part of my life growing up. It still is to this day. But the WWE right now is hard to watch. I mean, they had their moments. Like, I like the camera work that they did on SmackDown a few weeks ago when they had Roman Reigns in the uh, in the middle of the ring. I just love what that guy does as a as a bad guy. Yeah, oh yeah, they're setting up Cena versus Reigns at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. SummerSlam next week. I'm gonna watch them wrestle. I don't know if they're gonna be a a, a trios. Uh, um, the Rey Mysterio and his son with uh, uh with uh. John Cena against uh, Roman Reigns and his two cousins, the Usos, or is this just going to be a single match? I have no idea. Uh, who knows? But I mean, C- I know right now the WWE's, you know, they they recently lost, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan, and uh, within the last year, year and a half, they lost Dean Ambrose or John Moxley. John Moxley, yeah, and now CM Punk, so, that was uh, somebody that that people love to see. He's going over there to AEW. More likely he will. And Jay, also another thing that I wanted to bring up, um, for those that are in the area of Charlotte and the, the, the surrounding areas, there's, I was at a Comic-Con this week in Concord, North Carolina at the Embassy, Embassy and Convention Center. Uh-huh. And um, had a great time. They're going to have another show on December the 12th. And I got to hold the original cat, the original panther. It was up for sale. Oh, uh, the suede one? The suede one. Oh, uh, you lucky bastard. The mouth and the other, the mouth and a portion of uh, the, the nose was a little bit deteriorated, but the rest looked pretty good. I used to have that thing when I was a Man, kid. Man, I, ne- I never, I never, I never, I've only seen it in boxes until know, that day. Like now people are holding it like, all right, be gentle. Yeah, oh yeah, the guy was looking at me kind of evil because I I took a photo with it holding it. And then the uh, he had also... The original Gray Skull Castle, and he had the original Snake Mountain for sale. Jeez, I bet they were pricey. Oh, they're pricey, yeah. 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 Every everything else was, uh, you know, because I collect books. When I go, I bought the uh, the uh, Josh Dread Apocalypse Apocalypse War. That's a pretty good trade. Awesome. Well, With a I know we're running short on time. I did want to get something out there real quick. Oh, get it out. Let it have it. I'm just filling up time here. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, uh. You know, I said before, I do a sports show, Sports Bombs and Brew, and I do it with my two good buddies, Matt Hunter and Arthur Ziegler. Um, we were actually planning to record an episode tomorrow night, but uh, my buddy Arthur Ziegler, his granddad's not doing well, and he had to leave today to go to Mississippi, uh, fearing the worst. So, you know, all of our prayers are out to the Ziegler family and Arthur and his family, and uh, hopefully... Hopefully we get a speedy recovery. I'm in, brother. I'm in. I hope I hope uh, the the Sigler family can pull through with this, and and their granddaddy can recuperate. Right. And, so. and till then, man, you know, hopefully we'll be doing another sports bomb and brew episode here shortly. So looking forward to it. And for those that follow me, they know that uh, 
I'm always talking about sports bombs and brews and Murky Chronicles. Uh, our friend of the show, Dave the Boucher Debashi, who always gives us a shout out on his show, and he doesn't have to, but he loves this show, and he has a great show. So, folks, like always, somewhere between good and evil, you can find me and Jay Lenderman bringing you these tales from the abyss. Until the next time, be safe out there.